right. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Today, super excited to have our guest, Michelle Cameron Coulter. I've gotten to know Michelle a bit over the last little while, and you are going to love our episode today uh, with Michelle. A little bit of background. I mean, a lot of success, a lot of accolades uh, to Michelle and, you know, been married to Al for now over 30 years, I think, right? Coming up for 30. That's right. Coming up on three together a lot longer than that. Um, mom to four amazing kids. I know we were talking about that at Christmas time there. And uh, uh, listen to this. So, I mean, you know, Michelle's got a phenomenal background in sports, but six time, six time world champion, Olympic gold medalist in synchronized swimming. Um, first Albertan, I live in Alberta too. I know a whole bunch of you listening do, but the first Albertan to win a gold medal, Olympic gold medal. So, super cool on that and uh, has the prestigious Order of Canada. I mean, Michelle, I know you've been involved in several different companies you've started, big time involvement in the community, big time involvement in charitable uh, events and everything. And it's just, it's incredible, it's inspiring. And, and I know that's a big part of your message too. So, um, you know, any anytime you go through a big list like that of all these, <laughs> you know, amazing accomplishments and incredible things, I think that People often think, oh, she must have had it easier. It was always that way for her. And um, and I just love your story. So I actually want to start with that because I know that's not the case. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to just hear a bit more on that side. Sure. Oh, Ben, thanks so much for having me. I think it's awesome, you know, sharing stories of inspiration every day. I'm looking for things that inspire me. It's not like you reach this place and you all of a sudden have your life all together. It's like yeah. this constant journey of learning and growing and um, as you were going through my accomplishments and stuff, I was just like, I haven't really just sat and listened. And I just finished doing this exercise with a group of incredible women. And it was about, um, you know, thinking of and naming those badass things that you've done that you never thought you could do. And remember that because we've all done amazing things. And we go through this roller coaster that sometimes we forget when we're having those hard times. Like, oh, crap, like I did that. Like, you know. I learned how to ride my bike, whatever it is, you know, like, it's like, think of those moments that you kind of go, Oh my God, that was big at that time. Cause those are all the things that build onto the next thing and gives us that, like that, um, almost faith or belief in our belief in ourselves. So yeah. just rewinding and, you know, sharing a bit of my story when I hear that, I just go like, Oh my God, like if you knew me when I was a kid, I was the most shy, quiet, sickly kid and uh i grew up in a blended family of 10 kids and and uh so we had to learn how to swim it was a life skill and i actually was so afraid of the water that i failed my first level of swimming four times and hit my chin on the side of the pool because we had to jump out to this pole and i turned around and hit it on the side and you know literally sunk to the bottom of the pool and that's when I kind of let go and I looked up half knocked out yeah. and I just kind of went it's not so bad down here and I, I floated up to the surface and that's when I finally let go of that fear and I think about um, I, my mom used to say the earth is two-thirds water you're going to come into contact with it so you have to learn how to swim yeah and I think like what if I hadn't let go of that fear and right. then I think about you know, what two thirds of potentially our world or things that we have the capacity of doing, are we not because of some fear that just seems so insurmountable? So that's really the start of my story of like kind of changing my life, like getting, getting into the pool at um, such a late age and finding my sport at such a late age where everybody's like, you're too old. As long as you love what you're doing and you're improving and, you know, not that it wasn't scary at times too, but that's, that's a huge part of it. Like just 
feeling like we're improving a little bit every day starts to build that confidence of what's possible. Yeah, I think that's so important what you just shared too, because you know, how many people today, right? I mean, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, COVID-19, but are thinking maybe it's time to make a shift in my life, but maybe I missed it. I'm too old. I'm too young. I, you know, didn't, I wasn't good at it before, but I mean, how incredible is that? We're, again, Olympic gold medalist and fail, <laughs> failed. It's kind of funny now to talk about it right now, but four times and paranoid of the water and goes on to become the best in the world, right? One of the best in the world. I mean, incredible. And um, I know your core message, which I love, and you've even got it on the background there, just inspired, but it's this idea of a really inspiring possibilities. And so I want to hear from you. I just kind of, what does that mean to you? How, how do we work on that more collectively? And yeah. Well, Ben, you hit a big thing. And I think now more than ever, I get kind of goosebumps when you say that because the world is changing so much and this fear of like, like, what do I do? I don't know how to do that. And there's, there's a, a space and time, especially for ourselves that if we let go of that, the possibilities of just like stepping in and taking those next steps. What does it look like? I don't even really know what it looks like, but taking those steps forward and starting to see what is actually possible. And it's sometimes um, through our most challenging times that we find these gifts that we never knew were there because we took the courage to take those baby steps. It's, it's not like you have to get in the deep end, but taking those baby steps. And I, and I'll maybe share a story that was probably one of the most impactful stories um, and chapters in my life that was probably one of the most challenging times. And um, through that, uh, my company name actually changed because my when I first started my company, it was called Gold Medal Inspirations because I just believe that we all have gold medal potential. It's not necessarily in sport, whatever, but it's like that potential that we all have. And we have multiples of them. It's not like right. you're just good at one thing. We can be good at many things or just, you know, something you may fall into that you don't even know that you love that that can change. So uh, I'll share um, this story that happened. Um, actually, I was we were expecting our fourth baby, our, our youngest one. And we went through, I won't go into all the details, but probably one of the most challenging times in our life. Our marriage was having a challenge, communication. Um, uh, my husband's um, father was diagnosed with cancer. We moved out to hospice him, which was one of the greatest gifts we could have ever had was have that time with them. Um, in the middle of that, we kind of, we lost everything. My husband lost his business. Our marriage was in challenge. You know, we lost our house. We started all over. I'm not going into all the details, but believe me, it was a tough time and expecting our fourth baby. And um, after we we had our youngest, uh, Gracie, we started to, we, we had to sell our house. We were in a rental house. We started to, you know, get our heads above the water, and so to speak. And uh, I remember I had a, a dear friend who actually lent me the money so that we could keep our kids in activities, in their oh. sports. And it was never about podium. My husband is an Olympian as well. Like he's, okay, yeah, he played uh, volleyball for Team Canada, has the world record for the most international matches ever representing someone, a country that he didn't find out until he was in England, Birmingham, and the mayor awarded him with this award. It's like, wow. he has a record of, you know, 735 matches for Canada. So that's incredible. But for him and I, like, both of us, we found our sport late. And so sport changed our lives in so many ways. So having my kids being able to have 
um, access to an activity, which was a healthy place for them to be in chaos and uncertainty that we had in our lives. Um, Anyway, long story short, I remember finally uh, had enough money to get a a second vehicle and I was driving the kids to school and a fight broke out in the backseat of the car. Like, I I don't think you have kids quite yet, right? Two actually, yeah. Yeah. You do, and how old are your kids been? Uh, Two and a half and four and a half. Two and a half and four and a half. So ours were just a little bit older and it was like one of these, no, he touched me, no, he touched me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Breaks out in the backseat of the car and and I'm like, okay, let's change the atmosphere in here. Let's plan a family trip. We haven't done anything for ages. They're 10, 8, 6, and 2 at that time. So I'm thinking they're going to want to go to Disneyland. And they're like, we want to go to back to Mexico. My my birth father lives in a little fishing village there. And there's like, you know, kids that live in shanties right behind where he, where he lives. And they had, you know, they're playing bare feet and, and diapers and, you know, no toys so the kids had had a couple soccer balls and they were like mom can we bring some more toys back to the kids in mexico mm-hmm. and and he imagined like what if we get some of our our friends to share what they have and if we all just share what we have there wouldn't be anybody without now re- remember at this point like i don't know how we're making rent yeah um, our house is still in boxes and our kids are like mom like it was just as a as a mom just more like Obviously, my kids don't feel like they're without, like they want to share what they have. So what happened from there was like seriously a miracle. It was like um, my oldest, Alyssa, she's like, Mom, we're going to need a plane. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you tell your kids dream big. Yeah. She comes home from school that night and she found this, um, there was a box in the basement and had this CD of Billy Gilman, little Billy Gilman, who was on Oprah years ago. And he sang a song, One Voice, Some Kids Have and Some Kids Don't, and Some of Us Are Wondering Why. Mom won't watch the news at night. There's too much making her cry. A thousand prayers, a million words, one voice was heard. I wouldn't sing it because like, you know, then you won't be like playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, mom, we can, that's, that can be our theme song. We'll, we'll call it a gift of love. And I thought, wow, okay, I took this seed. And then next thing you know, we're making a few phone calls. And after that, um, I had a friend whose husband was in, in, with the airlines and he said, come down. The kids presented their idea and they turned around and said, do you have a plane? And my mouth just dropped. Like they just like, this is what we want to do. And they ended up having this, now this is 2004, 2005, like so a number of years ago. Had this plane for 36 hours. In six weeks, we ended up having 70 kids from 22 schools who became the ambassadors for their schools. And they all collected love toys. It was something that meant something to them. And gently worn shoes and school supplies. And like, just see, like, how are you going to do this? I go, I don't know, but I know it's happening. And all these miracles just started happening. And had the plane for 36 hours. These kids hand delivered these packages to 3,000 kids in orphanages and special needs schools down in Mexico. And it was just this miracle, like awe miracle going, when the vision is so much bigger than ourselves and when we get back to like these kids just kind of going, well, why can't we just, what do you think? And, you know, so it's, that's why my company changed from gold medal inspirations to inspiring possibilities because possibilities can come from anywhere. Hmm. Like if we let go of the, barriers of what we think oh that's impossible you're never going to make that happen you know and so 
it was it was just so incredible to see and and the the ripple effect of that of what it you know the kids that came with us a lot that had never been on a plane before the kids that were there that they thought that they were going to help and they see these kids that are happy with nothing yet this bond that these kids all created was like you even know I'm here and it matters that I'm here that was which was so that was so huge so you know when we talk about courage it's like sometimes when we just don't think so much and overthink it and just go you know how do we make this work how do we make this happen and I just think it's so appropriate at this time because there's so much negative going on in the world right now of what we can't do in these restrictions but there is light and there is possibility in the middle of all of it. Like, what is it that you want to do or create? And it's just taking those first steps to imagine. Yeah. Imagine and share your passion with other people of what your thoughts are. And it doesn't have to be massive, but that starts the ripple effect, right? Wow. That's so, what's so great. I mean, what a powerful story. And, you know, especially like you said, in the middle of chaos and now, okay, we're going to try and figure this out. But, but I think that, you know, for really, it's one of those things to really think about is that when our, when we're so focused on just us and our world, that it seems like it's, I don't know, it takes even longer to get where you want to go. But when we can get outside of ourselves and focus on others, and I, and I remember, you know, when I first started in business, I was young or in my early twenties. I mean, you know, my motivation was not the most noble motivation, right? It was, I wanted to be a millionaire. I wanted to make money. I wanted, and then, and that, that worked okay. But I remember making a distinct shift when it became about, no, I want to really help other people build great lives. And and that shift, how all of a sudden, all the pieces started to come together. And um, and I just love what you talked about there. Well, yeah. And Ben, I love that you shared that too, because we go from uh, shifting to more purposeful. And then it's not about necessarily yeah. those, you know, and results for the dollars and believe me when you're on the bathroom floor crying and not figuring out how am I going to like support this family how are we going to do this and you know you're you're in this place of okay it's one baby step at a time and it's like yeah. just being okay and my kids were such that inspiration going like well what if right so it's like when we start to look and we um like you said, are doing something bigger than ourselves. It makes such a huge difference. I heard an acronym that I love just this week. Again, I'm learning all the time. Like it's like, I, I love being around inspiration and hearing stories. And um, someone had shared the acronym HOPE, helping one person every day. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh my God, what a beautiful thing to live by. Like, and sometimes it's ourself. Like just be just like oh my I just need to feel better today because we all have those roller coaster days where it's like I can just get up today like you know it's like okay what one little thing can you do like reaching out to check on somebody else or like you know that helps shift us shift us out of it I I want to share I have something on my desk that's probably means more to me than. Like, okay, for sure my Olympic medal, because my Olympic medal is about possibilities. Like, never thought that would ever be. But I have this, this is my most improved trophy for the second year I was swimming. It's this tiny little trophy because I was so bad. I started so late. I was so bad. But this little trophy sits on my desk. And my Olympic medal would have never been there without this. Because this made me go, wow, if I can do that, then I can do this. It's not like seeing this massive thing, but it's just like, those little steps that start adding up and start building the confidence to do what whatever it is that any of us decide that we want to do. 
right? Yeah, that, I think that that, what you just said there was so important too, Michelle, is just so often we get hung up on, you know, if you're listening, you might have a big goal or a big dream right now. We're so hung up in how, you know, how am I going to do it? Like Michelle said, don't worry about the big, just what's the next step, right? Get, get to the next step. I have a question for you on that. I mean, you're going through worst time of your life, crazy times. We know there's people listening to this or going through challenging times right now. Beyond that, hey, just focus on the next step. I mean, you went from there to where you are and who you are, you know, now in your life and how you have been for a long time. What other advice would you give to people today? They're going through tough times or going through challenges and you know, maybe they're worried about rent or they're worried about other things. What, what other advice would you give to them right now? Uh, I think one of the biggest things is don't hold that all in and feel like you've got to do it by yourself. Because we think that, like, we get ourselves in this, which is ironical. That's not the right way to say the word. I make up words, too. I'll tell you. Perfect. Ironic. Perfect. Is that... Um, that we're isolated, but to not feel like we're actually alone because like there's so many people going through the same thing and to be able to share and talk about it and create support systems around us that may look different than ever before because, you know, I know there was a long period of time that I really was like a lone wolf thinking that I needed to figure it out on my own and that's a really tough place to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, creating support systems and not in a way of like, uh, a, um, you know, sharing your story in a way to like stay in that, to like feed off of the negative of each other, but it's like supporting each other and rallying each other to kind of, okay, what can we do together? How can we start moving through this together and taking those steps and, yeah. you know, celebrating those accomplishments and really, 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 really taking care of ourselves through this process. Like it's like, I know at the beginning of COVID, it was easy to just, you know, watch Tiger King, drink a lot of beer and wine. And sure. that's okay. That's okay for a while. And then it's like, okay, it's the little things over time that add up. So those will stack. Right. And so starting to shift that being aware of, um, I have people like do a, a check-in, like a mental, emotional, physical check-in okay. a few times in the day. Like, wait, what am I thinking right now? Like, is this serving me or is this putting me in a crappier place? Like mm-hmm. on a scale of one to 10, where am I right now? Okay. If I'm below a five or three or two, it, it can be a couple of things. One, I just really need to sleep. Yes. Like have a rest. But if you've been sleeping all day, two days, three days, five days, and that's adding up and you get to, you, you do that check in. I'm at a four or five or a three or two. Um, I have people like find your favorite songs, have that playlist, like changing our energy yeah. is one of the biggest things that we can do instantly. Like, putting on some good music, getting outside, you know, minus whatever the weather is like moving, moving our bodies is the number one thing to start shifting because we can't even think about drawing in um, imaginations or our potential or whatever, when we're in this place of, of, you know, feeling like crap, basically. So it's like, it's like checking in, just taking your temperature every once in a while, where am I? And it's okay to go to those places, but the point is just not to stay there. So having kind of a plan of how do I get out of that place? Like, okay, I'm going to call and check on a friend. Okay, what can we do? Let's go for a walk. Like it's, it sounds so simple, but it's one of the biggest massive things that we can do is change our energy and change the energy that's around us. I remember, actually, I have, I have this little poster in here I can share with you because it's so actually profound. I, you, you'll find that, Ben, like I learned, 
some of the biggest lessons for my kids, and I'm sure you're going to too, because when we think we have it figured out, like our kids, no, that's not the way it's going to work. <laughs> um, I remember uh, my oldest daughter, when she was in grade six, did a science experiment. You know, they do the science experiments in grade six. And she goes, um, Mom, I, I want to do it on the effects of positive and negative thoughts on our energy. And I thought, wow, hey, that's good. Like Super cool. Okay, like, how are you going to do that? And she's like, okay, so she did it in two parts. And one, which you're probably very aware of, is the words that we say to ourselves actually change our kinesthetic, our kinesiology, change our physiology. So if I were to have you put your arm out, yeah. and you've done this exercise. So if I push down and you say, like, I'm strong and invincible, or if I'm weak and insignificant, our body actually takes on what we say. I can't do that. Or you you know whatever we say that's not positive changes yeah. our physiology so that was the first part testing that the second part she did was she planted bean seeds because beans grow quickly so it was the same oil oil <laughs> the same soil yeah. the same sunlight same water she had a positive group a negative group and a control group mm. The control she left alone. The positive, she said positive things too. She played positive music too. And the negative, she took into the bathroom and yelled at three times a day. And she would come out and go, Mom, I hate doing that part. And it was unbelievable. I'm going to just grab this for you. Hang on just a second. It sounds great. So you can probably still hear me here. Yeah. But it was incredible because the, um, the negative grew about 0.5 centimeters a day. Okay. The control grew about a centimeter a day. And the positive grew about two centimeters a day. Wow. And this is crazy. So for your viewers, they, they, they can't see this, but if they watch on YouTube, um, if you look at this picture, not only when you look at the negative, there's hardly any leaves on this plant. The, positive, the amount of leaves that are on there. Well, even compared um, the positive to the just control one, the neutral one, I mean, significantly more. Yeah. And so you go, oh, my God, that's a plant. So right. imagine what we say to ourselves. right? Yeah. And yeah. and we're the toughest on ourselves. We really are. And I mean, you know this, Ben. I look, I see all the books behind you. Like you are a student of the student. Same here. Like that when we put positive things into into our mind and when we um, when we put ourselves in positive environments. I had a, a brother who said to me once, well, I think it was one of my first boyfriends and he, he wasn't a fan of his. And he goes, Michelle, there are fountains and there are drains. <laughs> so it's like, what do you surround ourselves with? Like fountains or drains? Sure. What are we saying to ourselves all the yep. time? Yeah. So, and we have so many thoughts that are going through our mind, like 60,000. I don't know the exact, but you know, there's a high percentage of that that's negative. So, so the first, so going back to your, your question, the first big thing is being aware. Um, and that awareness, just like checking in and going, okay, where am I? And the more we shift out of those negative places, we start to build that resiliency. We start to stack that and build that resiliency. And mm -hmm. it's not like we don't have days that are harder than others. 100% for sure we do. But the more we can move out of that quicker, yeah. Or surround ourselves by a game plan that helps us move out of it quicker, the better.
And then that opens up for the space of more possibilities to start being creative. Like creativity doesn't work when we're in stress. Totally. Right. So that's such a good point. There's a lot to unpack in what you just talked about there. And I think, um, as you just mentioned, I think probably one of the most important things that, that we all need to be mindful of and continually work on. And I know you've worked on it and you coach people to do it. And, and, uh, and it's something I've worked on big time, but it's just that key word awareness. And I love, the simple question you asked right when you started out on that is what am what have I been thinking about? What am I thinking about? Yeah. That whole process of metacognition, thinking about what I'm actually thinking about. Yes. And and how so often we don't, right? And we're just, you know, we're we're going through and we got those sixty thousand thoughts a day, like you said, and they're just most of them are the same thoughts as yesterday. And it's just a, you know, a big for a lot of people it can be a vicious cycle. So awareness. You know, that's going to be step one, become aware of it. If I'm aware of it, I can start to shift it. I can start to change it. That, you know, whole idea too of, I love that, uh, that experiment your daughter did. I mean, how cool is that? And what, what a special thing for her to, you know, to have gone through that experience that young in her life and to see the impact of that. And that's on plants, like Michelle said, that's plant. For those of you that are just listening, I mean, you know, she gave you the numbers, but go on YouTube, check out the picture, fast forward to that. I mean, it's amazing the difference of negative, neutral, positive. And when a lot of times when we think about our mind, we think, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking with my brain or I'm thinking in my mind. And the truth is your mind is not your brain. I mean, it's every cell of your whole being, right? Yeah. It's, it's all of you. And, and, you know, when you talked about, um, you know, putting your arm out muscle testing, um, you know, I've gone through that and it's amazing, amazing yeah. to see. So, so much gold there, so much gold. And then lastly, and, and this is a common theme, I mean, you know, again, entrepreneurs, Olympic gold medalists, you big time athletes, big time leaders, big time, you know, people really successful in finance, whatever it might be. It seems like they all kind of talk about the same stuff in a lot of ways, right? Our thinking is the biggest thing we need to take control of. And what are you doing to surround your mind with that? What kind of stuff are you putting in there? So good, Michelle. So good. Uh, I got a question that I'm really excited about the answers. I know we talked briefly about this, but I don't think we dove into the answer. And I want to know about this. Um, I mean, at, I think when, when you became Olympic gold medalist, you had already at that point won four world champions in mm -hmm. four years in a row. Is that right? Yeah. For team and duet. So it was actually a total of six, but uh, I had two different events. Yeah. Okay. So six. Then you go on to become best in the world, Olympic gold medalist, right? Um, I want to know, you achieved something that big, you know, and how are you feeling after that? Was there thoughts of what's next? Where do I go? I mean, the reason why I ask is I, I talk to a lot of people that I work with and I coach too. They'll achieve a promotion. They'll achieve a milestone, a goal that they wanted for a while. And then it's almost a little bit of what the hell do I do? You know, where do I go next? And I want to hear your perspective on that and what you went through. And yeah, um, actually went through a lot. And that's a, a great question. I went, <clears throat> went from a place of no one knew who you were to all of a sudden uh, know who you are. And that's why I talk about courage so much, because I knew what I was doing in the pool. But you put out into the real world, it's all of a sudden when you speak at this event, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I don't, what do I have to say? Like, I don't know, like, to, and I remember the first company I spoke at, uh, actually, it was before the Olympics, it was 3M, and I was so scared. And the first time I did, I was like, oh, my God, it's the same principles for achieving in sport as it is in business, as it is in, you know, our entrepreneurial world, as it is in 
um, well-being, like the same sort of principles. So yeah, just figuring out what it, who, who I wanted to be when I grew up <laughs> and that we have more than one chapter, right? It's like um, how to use everything that I learned through sport and, and use that to the next chapters. A, a huge thing though, a huge transition for me was for so many years, I didn't share a huge secret that was actually, um, that was actually holding me back in so many ways of feeling like, you know, when people achieve something, they go like, is that all there is? Or, or mm-hmm. feel like I, not is that all it is, but feel like I actually deserve it. Did I actually mm-hmm. do that? Mm-hmm. And um, actually the last five years of my swimming career and 10 years after I dealt with an eating disorder that I never talked about. No way. Yeah. And it was really, I had, it, it ha, ha started innocently enough. I had a coach saying I was getting fat, which like if you saw swimmers, like, I mean, there's nothing, there's nowhere to hide anything. So it was a way to cope. Right. And then it was, then it kind of took over. And I, I think about, um, when you ask that question of achieving, I shared for so many years, everyone wanted to know, like, how do you get to be the best in the world? And so I talk about now, and that's why we even talked about it earlier when we're having challenges to talk about it, mm. to be real in the process. Um, being a champion is not about being the best in the world. It's about being the best we can be and being real in the process. And when I talk about the plants, like how hard we are on ourselves, even at that highest level, like how do we achieve that and be real in the process and not it cost us other things? Like, you know, people can pursue a career or whatever it is and there's carnage behind them like they never got their whole because their relationships or their health or whatever so this is a driving force for me now with the work that I do is how do we achieve our full potential and do it in a real sustainable thriving fulfilling way so that's really it's taken me a long time to get there because it took me a long time to kind of get clean of letting go of what are people going to think? And the reality is, as soon as I did share that, it let down the walls to mm-hmm. actually open up so much more potential and let down the walls for everyone who I get to share it with too. Because it's like, I remember I was at a women's conference, a massive women's conference the first mm-hmm. time I shared that. And there wasn't anybody that their shoulders didn't go down and tears in their eyes because at some degree they felt that themselves. Like, how hard they've been on themselves, right? Yeah. So, you know, so when you say, where do you go from there? Like, I think um, just really, uh, and and raising a family too. Like, I, I want my kids to be real and achieve in a full, fulfilling way. Like, it's not like, I mean, they have two Olympian parent, parents. Yeah. A lot of pressure and that's a lot <laughs> we want on them, actually. Oh, for sure. Right? It's like, there's enough pressure. It's like, we have so much potential and we can have fun in the process when we let go and actually have fun with what we're doing. We actually have the ability to excel so much more, yeah. like so much more. Yeah. I, I know we were talking, to, I told you about my motto. I said, it's about the big F-U-N to have yeah. fun with what we're doing. Right. And yeah. it's, and I think about the successes in sport, even my duet partner and I, before we would swim, we'd shake out each other's hands, give each other a buzz, and then say, let's go out there and have fun. We'd work hard, but we get to be in that moment. So the more we can be present and enjoy those moments, the more fulfilling it is. So I know I kind of sidetracked yeah. all over from your question, but that's like, you know, where do you go from there? It's like, 
you know, I never want it to be set up on this podium of like, oh, you can do that, but I can't do that. That's why you're changing my company from gold medal inspirations to inspiring possibilities. What are we all capable of when we let go of all the other crap that we don't need? (laughs) Just go, what makes me feel like I, you know, I'm improving every day. I'm creating momentum. I'm doing something that makes a difference and makes me feel good. Like I'm saying that for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's what we want, you know, being on purpose. And I think that that's, I love what you just talked about. I mean, I'm not surprised that we got connected because literally everything that you're talking about is transitions I've been going through the last few years of my life. And, and um, it's just perfect what you're sharing with all of us. Um, but that idea of so often, especially when you're, you're on the journey, I mean, People listen to this. We got a lot of achievers on this. A lot of people that you know want to win, want to do something big with their life, get their gold medal, whatever that is. And I feel like, and I know I went through a season of this in my own life too. But how often we're so focused on the end goal but not living today. And you just so beautifully talked about how to lead a great life, right? I mean, if if we're not having fun, if you're you know you're not leading a fulfilling life, and you're just chasing after a target, chasing after a goal. I think that's when you probably get to the, well, now what? Or, you know, almost like an emptiness of it. And and again, I, I went through that transition myself of where everything was about goal, pursuit, and now it's just, I want to lead a great life. I want to have an amazing life now, today. And the funny thing is, and I, and I bet you experienced this too, is do you ever notice that the more you do that, it seems like the more magically life starts to work in your favor? Yeah. Yes. Hey? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so true. And so you I know that there's a lot of conversation out there right now about, you know, being present because, mm-hmm. um, and being in the moment, because that's when life is, it's right now, this time mm-hmm. that you and I are having together. And with, you know, all whoever's here with us listening mm-hmm. right now, this mm-hmm. is this, this is this moment. Mm-hmm. And there's so much um, I know we talk about mental health so much, and, and this is why I talk so openly about things, having conversation is that, you know, anxiety and depression, and it can build on it. And when we, when we, we think, I mean, you've probably heard this as well, too, it's like anxiety or depression, and, and there's definitely clinical levels of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but typically, like depression is when we live in the past and then we think about what we should have done. Oh my God, I should have my life together by now. I should have like, oh my God, like all those years that I beat myself up, all this, you know, you know, all this false whatever, or I should have, should have, should have, should all over ourselves. Oh, we get yeah. ourselves into that more into, into those depressed states of like, I, you know, and it's, and it is challenging right now because there's so much uncertainty. And then when we think ahead too far, yes, it's great to have vision. It's great to have goals. It's great to have something to work um, towards. Um, if we go to like get into that place of, oh my God, how am I going to do that? That's anxiety. So we start building that anxiety when we go like living in that place of what's ahead and I need to get there and do that. And so, yes, have those goals, have those visions, have those. And then it's come back to the present. Okay, now I get to be present. And what's the next thing mm-hmm. I get to do, not have to do, mm-hmm. but I get to do. That's right. so I've never heard it put that way, but that makes a lot of sense where, you know, when we're feeling that depression, we're focused on the past, something that we can't change anyways. Right. And, uh, and being stuck kind of there and, and dwelling and, as you said, shooting all over the place on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's relationships, anything like it's like we have those relationships that went, well, you know, what could that look like if we let go 
Mm. You know, like we hang on to that stuff that like, you know, it's, it's, it's like it goes into our bodies, like in a, into our cells and we may as well be there in that situation, which we're not in that situation. So we let that go and we can really, so again, it's coming back to, you know, where are you? What are you thinking right now? Is that serving? Is it a fountain? Is it a dream? What's it doing for you right now to be stuck in that place? Right. So good. Um, I want to switch gears. Sure. We've worked with tons of entrepreneurs, right? Tons. Uh, you know, I, I work with a bunch and most of the people listening, a lot of them anyways, are that. I, I want to get your perspective on this is because I know you've worked so closely with them is really, and, and even if you're not an entrepreneur listening, I mean, you've got some kind of dream, you got something you want to build right in your life. Maybe it's not a business, but there's something, but really the idea of really creating momentum and really kind of diving into that. Can you talk about that? Oh, that's, that's massive momentum. And, and we, we talked about it a little bit. It's those baby steps to start building that resiliency and, and stacking those little wins. Yeah. You know, we talk about celebrating success. Like I have the little trophy here, celebrating those successes because, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't have the confidence to do that. All right. You know where that comes from? Hmm. Confidence. It comes from doing because then as soon as you do that, you go, oh my God, if I could do that, then I could do this. And it's just stacking those and then creating, I talk about sink, swim, or float as a kind of an analogy. Like when something's new and we haven't done it before, like that little girl that jumped in and hit her chin on the side of the pool. We, like when something's new, we sink. We're not breathing. Like if you, like a CEO was never the CEO. Someone who built this chair had never built this chair before. Yeah. Anything that we've done has never been done you know, like someone has at some point not done it. And so that feeling of, I don't know that sinking feeling, first of all, we're probably not breathing. The very first thing, oxygen is very good. So it's natural to have that sinking feeling. That's a 100% natural thing. Um, And then looking at it, is this fear of safe, like to keep me safe? Or is it a fear to like, it's just new. Mm. And I don't know what it is, but I get Mm. to start moving forward. And then we, create the swim part. Like you start to swim, you start getting momentum. Now you can thrash across the pool and yeah. use up a lot of energy, or you can ask for help and get some coaching. Get some guidance, yeah. <laughs> be efficient, right? And it's like, oh, wow, that's how I can do it better. And it's like, that's where mentorship and all these things. Like I had the world champion in my club when I started swimming. I go, how does she do that? I want to be able to do that. And I get her to help me put my cap on. So I got her mojo, you know, and nice. it was like, you know, being around that good environment. And the last part is float, like that we cannot go full blast the whole time. We're, you know, you talk about, you've heard of um, athletes tapering, like you, you need to have rest time in between, like you, yeah. you know, and when we float, like yeah. I'm in Calgary, if you've ever floated down the Bow River or wherever you are on a lake or where, when you float, you see things from a different perspective. So that time to float mm. not only rejuvenates us, but it gives us the opportunity to see things that we might not have seen before that are like sometimes right in front of us. Yeah. So uh, again, coming back momentum, it's all of these things, you know, creating them together. And then, um, uh, you know, I, I, when we were talking about the plants, I want to, I was trying to figure out where do I get to inject this little story because it's so important um, because we can feel like sometimes like, how do you fit it all in? How am I going to create this dream that I wanted to do or this vision that's been sitting in my back pocket for a year, five years, 10 years? Like has this year not gone by one of the fastest mm. ever? Crazy. It's yep. insane. Yep. Well, I remember a few years back, 
again, it's my oldest daughter who's now 27, by the way. Yeah. Uh, when she was about 10, again, these words of wisdom, I had a day that was like a super rough day and I was racing, I was late. I was like, you know, getting in the garage, getting in the van and, you know, one of the veins about to pop out on my neck because I'm so stressed. And she opens up the garage door and she said, mom, remember that I love you. And remember that the energy you put out is the environment you create. Wow. Uh, <laughs> my god i wasn't ready to hear that right then but you think about that like that's so profound like whatever it is that we want to do think about what energy am i putting out because i'm part of creating this environment Absolutely. and this energy yeah. so again that checking in all the time like okay what's the energy i'm putting into it and here's a perfect example if you're late you're running late which i'm not hardly driving anymore right now but yeah that's right You've got to get somewhere. Every light turns red and you're stressed out to the max. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The energy I'm putting out is the environment I'm creating. Like, so stop, yeah. breathe, take a moment. Yeah. What's my next best step? So that was a long answer to, you know, creating momentum. But those are all little parts of creating that momentum. And in a good energy, not like a go until you, you know, fall over energy. That's not sustainable. So good. Yeah. I, I know... Um... Bob Proctor, I'm a big fan of Bob. And one of my favorite quotes he says is, is we don't need to slow down, we need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just, you know, like you say, because whatever energy we're sending out, that's creating the environment and everything's energy. We know that, right? Everything's energy. So we're such a big part of it. Um, again, everybody, hey, you know, think about what Michelle just talked about. Wherever you're at, if you got big time momentum already, awesome. You're flat footed right now, it doesn't matter. Start with the small little wins. What are the what are the couple of two, three things I can do today? You know, not a week from now, not a month today. I can do a little step today and celebrate those. And I feel like there's a couple of things I want to talk about that I think that especially achiever type personalities suck at. Celebrating is number yes. one, right? Yeah. Big right. Time. Big time. Always going back to being hard on ourselves and you know, that whole idea, I gotta get better, I gotta get better. And, and I think that there's a, you can, you can live from a place of, man, I'm having an amazing time of my life and I want to improve. Yeah. And you can also live from nothing's ever good enough. And so I need to get better. Right. That's, that's a tough place. And that's where, you know, that's why I talk so openly about that place, the ladder that you talk about, because that's, if you keep on that path, mm. it's not going to be fulfilling. No. Right. And so really when you, it, it sounds so, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but to celebrate those actually does shift more than our belief. It's right to a cellular level of, mm-hmm. of, of like, wow, like, and, and, and it allows us to enjoy that journey too. Mm-hmm. And it's not an ego thing. It's like, it, like it's, 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 it really is right to ourselves being able to um, enjoy that. And then, that's what, I mean, whoever's listening to have kids, like, what do you want your kids? What do you like? Think about it. What we're doing, how we're doing it. Our kids are watching us too. It's not, you yeah. know, and that was, again, I'm going back to the conversation with my oldest daughter when I, you know, finally did talk about my challenges that I had had for so long is that, you know, I was so mean to myself, things I would say outside, oh, this makes me look like this, or, you know, it's like, what are we, what example are we to the to our kids by, you know, uh, 
whether we're celebrating, noticing the good things that they're doing, and then how do we help them grow? Hmm. You know, not just that everything they're doing is great. Well, who who has kids like that? I don't know. But then we don't help them grow, right? So it's like, oh, that was awesome. And okay, no, next time let's do. So mm-hmm. how do we do it? Mm-hmm. And for ourselves too, it's way more how we are with our accomplishments or whatever it is we are achieving or how we're living yeah. is an example for them, right? The yeah. energy we are putting out for what we're creating is what they're going to get way more than what we're saying. Isn't that true, right? And that's in the whole world too, right? That's yeah. in our whole environment. Yeah. We're pursuing whatever it is that we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well said. The other thing I was thinking about what you talked about too, is that, you know, in, in the highest level athletics, rest and recovery is part of every training plan, right? I mean, you know, you're never going to get close to the top if you don't have a good recovery plan. Right. I think, I don't know if you, do you agree with me on this? I feel like most kind of entrepreneurs, executives, p- people pushing the envelope that way. I mean, they're athletes too, in a different way. We got the business yes. athlete, the corporate athlete. And yet I feel like in some ways, I mean, if you're high level athletics, it's built into your plan. But I feel like entrepreneurs and, and a lot of you know people running executives, that kind of stuff, they don't take any time. No. Just go, go, go. And then you look at what price? Right. Health, right. relationships. So my I have this philosophy and I'm gonna do a workshop around this. Yep. Um, I call it the nap snack play philosophy. Yep. <laughs> it's like I literally watched a mom when my when my when my father was in the hospital. Um, I went to this little coffee shop out and there was no Wi-Fi, which was a, a, a gift and watched this mom across the way with three little kids crawling all over her. And I go like, she was like this little jungle gym. And then it kind of hit me. When does that change? Kids, if they're crabby or they're like not having a good time, you know, you say, okay, go have a snack. Did you have a nap? Go outside and play. High-performance <laughs> athletes. The same yeah. Thing. Yeah. Now, snack play if you are not rested if you are not eating properly a testament yep. if you're not finding joy or fun in what you're doing yeah. a ceo nap snack and play if you are not mm. you know taking care of yourself you know resting enjoying what you're doing you're not going to last so that high performance foundational nap uh, nap, nap snack and play 100 yeah. that's so great yeah, so great. And that's something, again, hey, if you're not doing that, implement that right away. You know, not snack and play. I love that. Just taking some time. And it's something that I've been very conscious of because I did, when, when we first switched, um, when COVID first happened and we're on, you know, lockdown, basically shutdown, right? My, uh, my whole business switched virtual, which before we were always face-to-face. And I remember the first month or so, I just, I went from, you know, I drive to appointments before I had a little downtime, right? To now nothing, just boom, packed, back to back to back. Yeah, I remember about two months in, Michelle, I, I go up a month and a half, two months in, I go upstairs, sitting on the couch with my wife, Tiffany, and I'm not, this does not happen to me, but this happened to me. I told her, I said, I don't know why, but I just feel like crying. I couldn't explain it, but I was just, I was so run down. No nap, snack and play was going yeah. on in my life then, right? And uh, and since that point, it's, it's, it's made such a difference in my life, that concept you just talked about of, yeah, schedule some time, you know, take some time, do some things that you love in the middle of the day. Yeah. What a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. huge. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Cause like even this last week, I was kind of going like, eh, like it's, we all oh, will do this. And it's just exactly. the key is how do we not stay there longer? And what are those tools that we can like, Oh my God. Okay. This is cause I was, I'm pushing again. Like I'm yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. 
like I get to be present. I get to be real. We get to have fun in the process, mm. but it's like not always easy when you're a driver, yeah. right? Like anybody oh. running their own business for sure. Like that's the biggest challenge because everything is on you. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So how do you want to design your business and your life to be? So think about that. Like, how do you want it to be? And you get to design that as part of the equation that you're creating. Yeah. How do you want to design it? I like it. Um, hey, I want to talk about a few more things. As I, I wish we could spend <laughs> a few days together, Michelle. <laughs> um, and uh, But first things first, I know people want to connect with you. Yeah, and so I want to talk about that. I know you got a few things. You just launched the pod- uh, podcast yourself, pardon me. So I'd love to hear you talk about that. Um, you got a summit coming up right away as well too, right? And then uh, if you want to, maybe touch on that idea of the inspired action pods too. I'd, I'd like to hear about that. So Yes, for sure. Yeah, I just launched, okay, one, two, three. Okay, so I, I um, yes, have launched my podcast, Inspiring Possibilities, The Courage to Jump In. Yeah. Um, and then I have my my second summit coming up at in uh, end of March. And it's Inspiring Possibilities once again. And it's um, letting go of fear and perfection and uncertainty mm. to create unstoppable courage, confidence, and meaningful results. So I'm bringing in uh, uh, experts from all over the world that are speaking on this topic and sharing their insights and their stories of courage, like how they got to where they are now. What is it taken? And what are some of the things that they use? So like I said, I'm learning all the time. So I'm bringing together 21 speakers for this summit. Yeah. I'm super excited about. And then uh, lastly, I launched our first inspiring action momentum pods, I am pods, because we can talk about this, like, we all know what to do, right? It's like doing it. So it's I, my vision has always been to create this environment of these teams that get to work together, inspired action, what is it you want to create over this next, you know, six months, and then I work together as these teams that get to know each other, their stories, what their visions are, what they want to do when we know each other's stories, like real stories, we want to stand for each other and support each other so that we don't have to do it alone. So it's like, what do you want to create over the next six months? And then like envision that and then yay, what do we get to do to make that happen? So creating that environment. So it's inspired action momentum pods. I am pods. I like it. Yeah. So I'm so excited about that. That's awesome. And we'll put, um, I know your website's a great place for people to reach you. So we'll put that in the footnotes of the show. Um, social media, do you use that much on that side? Should they connect with you? Um, I'm on Facebook. My kids for ages have said, mom, you need to be on Instagram. Um, well, I have Instagram, but I'm not really on it. You can go on there. Um, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the other one that I'm on LinkedIn. So awesome. We'll connect people there with you. Uh, I got a question for you. We were talking about books earlier. We're both avid readers, right? And, uh, and so I am curious for our audience to hear what, what are, you know, maybe two or three of the top books that made the biggest difference in your life or books you love? One I read recently, I'm in a book club. I'm in two different book clubs, one that reads and one that doesn't. <laughs> Together and have fun. Um, one was, uh, that I loved was uh, Gabby Bernstein's hmm. The Judgment Detox. Okay. Oh, I think that should be reading for everyone. Like just judgment on ourselves, on each other. Like that's just so much energy that we can let go of. And it's so freeing. Like it's such a great book. Um, Another one, uh, Essentialism. Um, uh, Let's see. Yes. Essentialism. Like letting go of the things that don't matter. It's uh, Greg. 
McEwen. Love that book. It's great. Um, let me see. Oh, so many books that I love. Uh, oh, you, you know who I love to? Wally Amos has a number of books. So Wally Amos used to have famous Amos cookies and he actually lost his name and his ability to, to actually use his name. But he started another little cookie shop in Kailua, Hawaii, where my little sister lives. His story is incredible. They call him the watermelon man. He's just like his view on life, just absolutely beautiful. I just, cool. uh, yeah, it's such a great, I'm trying to think of what else is in here. Oh, Rick Hansen, Man in Motion. I love stories of and rick is a, a dear friend and uh, so i just stories of real stories of inspiration of you know what people have done and challenges they've overcome i'm in a book called voices of the 21st century okay. uh, you influence inspire and make a difference um they just released another book this month so yeah just i have i have lots in here that i love You're reading all the time yeah, yeah. or yeah. listening podcasts or, right. or Brene brown of course Brene brown okay. and yes Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, leaders are always learning, aren't they? It's, yeah. Uh, hey, just in closing, I, uh, you know, if, if you want to leave people with, I guess, biggest message you want them walking away from today, what do you want, what do you want them to hear? Oh, wow. I, I think just really to, to let go of those fears and, um, and expectations of what things are supposed to look like and just jump in. Like you don't have to get in the deep end, but you get to more than put your toe in. Like if there's something that you've wanted to do and you're, you've, you have this little like, oh, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It's taking that first step, just taking that first step and, you know, sharing with people that you trust what you want to do and you're going to rally support, right? And you might not even know what it's really going to look like yet, but that first step will build into more, into more, into more. So have that courage to just you know, step in, make that splash. Splashes are messy and fun and great. And you get to make that splash, have fun with what you're doing. Amazing. Thank you. That uh, wonderful. Take that next step. I right? make the splash. Yeah. So and I, yeah I, like I said, I'm here. I appreciate you sharing my info. If anybody's interested in, in being part of our next wave of inspired pods, um, just an amazing group that we get to pull together and work together to make amazing things happen when you come together and our visions are supported by each other. That's where magic happens. It's so great. So great. Well, we'll get them connected in the footnotes of the show there. And as I, I know, I know your message is inspiring possibilities in your company. And, and uh, today has definitely been that, I mean, just incredible being around you and really appreciative of your time. Thank you for sharing some time with us and all the listeners today. You're making a big difference in a lot of people's lives, Michelle. It's awesome. Well, thanks. And thanks so much, Ben. And so are you. It's uh, it's wonderful to meet you. And I love your show and what you're doing in the world too. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, everybody, as always, right, we want to get this out to more and more people all around the world. So hey, if you liked it, a couple quick things, right? Connect with Michelle, right? Reach out to her, whether that's LinkedIn, her website, whatever it might be. Um, certainly get you know more involved in, in some of her work as well there too. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Ben Spangle, B-E-N-S-P-A-N-G-L. Subscribe to the show. Go check out Michelle's show, show, pardon me. Subscribe to that, Inspiring Possibilities. And we're excited for you. The future is bright. So stay focused on what you're doing. Stay focused on growing. And like Michelle said, keep taking those little steps. So appreciate you all being with us today. Talk to you soon. Bye.